This episode of Lore Seekers is brought to you by Manscaped. You want to get 20% off our order and free shipping? Use the promo code LoreSeekers at checkout. Manscaped.com. I, Sea Voyager, welcome to Eternum, an ancient land of fantastical legends. The Lore Seekers, three of the finest storytellers of the new world, await your arrival. They'll spin ye a tale of mystery and adventure. So grab an ale and rest ye self from your journey across the cursed seas. <laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome. This is Lore Seekers, the podcast for New World. It's episode 11. We are your hosts. No, it's episode 12. We are your hosts. <laughs> My name is Chibs, and I'm joined by Solus. Are you sure your name is Jibs? I'm it's, not. Are you sure? I'm not confident. I'm no longer <laughs> confident after that, that sure. intro. I don't think they And then uh, our good friend, Chip. What it do, baby? What it do? Cash couldn't join us. He's out gallivanting around. I don't know what he's doing. I do even know what he's doing, but he's I out heard he got, time. I heard he got lost in rig water. He did. Trying to find his way back into, into the zone he's supposed to be in. So, uh, Crocs probably got him. Looking for some Croc. kind of water? As Azoth water, I think it's called? <laughs> Yeah, he'll be back next week, hopefully. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. I'll be honest, I didn't over and get the show started for those people. Who that was rough, dude. For the live show. I went that through was that landscape pad like four times. Oh, so, gentlemen. First try. First try. Also the fourth try. Uh, what's shaking, Bacon? What's going on? Dude, I, I have been busy. I have been so busy. I went from 46 to 51 and a half in like the last three days. I'm kind of pushing some buttons. I could yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's been great. Um, so I, I think on the last show, y'all brought up me doing a lot of like personal work. Okay, let's put that aside. Yes, I've been busy. But getting back in a game, being with the community, it has been a lot of fun to be able to detach uh, but I found myself in Ebonscale Reach, which we'll talk about later in the show. But oh. hands down, probably one of my favorite uh, regions so far. That's, Love it. That's pretty awesome. Love it. Uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, there's a lot of places I haven't been, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing them. But uh, I was in uh, Great Cleave this past week. Champ and I, you know, took a took a couple hours. And uh, I just hung out in Quest with me, which was so much fun because we don't, you know, we haven't gotten to, we haven't been able to do that in quite a while. So that was fun just to kick back and chill and, and, uh, theory craft. That's kind of our Ooh. thing, especially when it comes to PvP. We were doing some, we were testing, dude. weren't we, dudes? <laughs> so, so we were running, uh, sort of a DPS shield sword and board, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I was running the great axe. He was running the axe and, uh, it was Shred City. Oh yeah, it was Shred City. Yeah. the The amount of mobility that you get between the two is ridiculous. The chase on it or the get out for it is good, and the the damage you got to get three auto three light attacks in. But once you get the three light attacks in, you put a slow on them, and you put a debuff on them, and you do more damage. And it's just a a crack, crack, crack. So it was fun, sort of like a PvP skill uh, style is what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah, the game. The game completely changes, obviously, when you get to like that level 50, level 60. But when you start opening up your line to that weapon, the rotations start kicking in, right? Learning how to debuff and learning how to manage those debuffs. I bet you guys were having a field day with that axe. Yeah, yeah, well, it was, yeah, so he was, I was rocking that hatchet and the sword and board. And, uh, you know, with him using, did you say you use axe or hammer? I don't remember. I'm sorry. I was using the great axe. Great axe. With the gravity well. Yeah, with the sword. And one thing that I like to do, typically Champ and I would do uh, in Warcraft, is figure out how to constantly, it's been a reoccurring theme, I feel like, but whatever we can do to keep putting pressure, like unrelenting pressure, never stopping the pressure. And uh, we found this, this really cool combo between the great axe and the hatchet. Mixed with a sword and shield. I kind of go back to the time. I spent a lot of time in the game for honor. And the game for honor is a medieval fighting, you know, team play kind of game. And the skills like animations going down to the milliseconds, the MS that it takes to do these animations is a big deal. And so 
I, whenever you have a teammate that you can really gel really well with in PvP and that understands timing and, the, and, you know, really planning out the abilities and the animations and the MS and everything is flowing really well together and it provides that re- unrelenting pressure, that's what we like to practice and put in our uh, PvP. We did that in Warcraft with our two paladins. I distinctly remember t- uh, going 2v8 and them running because <laughs> they couldn't kill us. And uh, I love that here. I'm, I'm excited yeah. to do that. The difference here is I feel like you can rotate better here and you yeah. can literally get yourself out. You can move better. Um, yeah. I think one of the things I liked about it was, and you notice this, and most of you will notice this when you're doing like, say, uh, an expedition or you're doing PVP and somebody will go and they'll use their hammer slam and it'll knock something out of your attack. Right. When you play with people and you start getting their rhythm, you know when they're going to attack. And then you almost kind of got to tip your hat, right? I'm doing light attacks while you're doing your stuff. You knock him back. I'm going to jump to him. Saving those gap closers and knowing when to use what. And I think as you grow with your group, your core group that you play with, you will grab those tendencies of what they do and how they do it. Yeah. And I think that's something me and you do really well, because even though we were doing PvE content flagged for PvP, Every time I'd attack something, he'd rotate around behind it or vice versa. And we constantly kept rotating around. Um, I ran a zone up in uh, was it Shattered Mountains with, with Viking. Actually, we went Ebon Scale. And we were in an elite zone. And every time he would get the, the I'd just swing around behind him. You don't have to tell people that. And when you play with people and you get that core movement down, it is, it is almost priceless. Right. And we're starting to develop that in this game. We're starting to figure those things out. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, absolutely. It- and don't and don't go about it by yourself. I'm a testimony of this, right? Like I played a tank and a couple of other games. So I come into this game thinking I know everything. But after watching a YouTube video and changing my entire spec, night and day difference, my sustainability, my uh, ability to stay alive, completely different. So we have content creators for a reason. <laughs> go on to YouTube, do some research. But the things that you're hearing Champ and JB talk about go and and learn that because it's going to change the way you play it's helped me out tremendously for sure what i like and i always tell champ is it's like a dance uh especially when you have i'm speaking strictly to two uh to duos um because that's what we've we we've done so much um and that is he would throw his gravity well i would charge in i knew he was coming uh, up behind me, either on my left or on my right, so I would immediately strafe to the right to get out of the way, so that way I wasn't blocking him or blocking his ability. And you start getting these things down and planning these things out, and then it's just like the it's like the steps to the dance fall in place. And then when it comes to game time, you know, when we're in the war, when we're fighting, it's just muscle memory at that point. And it's been right. a lot of fun. I really enjoy that. And the bad thing about it is, is for all of you Marauders and Covenant, um, I hate to tell you, but if you're on our server. You see us start time running because I'm time not running. Coming. I'm killing you or you killing me, but there's no running. I'll chase you back mm. and you can laugh at me when you get back to the fort like you did something impressive. All you did was make me stand around and wait. I don't care if I had to. <laughs> I don't mind chasing my food. Most apex predators don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, go ahead, Green. Green's got most of our map, I think. It's, and we've got Syndicate has one and then there's, I think, two Covenant and the rest are... Our, uh, our marauders so yeah we're just kind of we haven't even started that's the best part time, is that we have the full company and we haven't even started yeah their time is coming their time is coming their days are numbered we are a sleeping giant <laughs> we are a sleeping giant there's a hundred well let's go into the like the whole discord community there's over 220 of us just waiting yeah. right we're waiting for some of the bugs to get fixed and we're yeah. talking like centuries of collaborated experience together that's yeah. gonna unleash it's gonna wait. unleash and in a couple of weeks that map's gonna be purple i can't wait that's gonna be the best but uh anyway man uh wh- where did i start morningdale i'm in morningdale right now oh my gosh what a zone the what rain. a zone oh. oh that was the first time i'd seen it when we were um i joined the portal group last night and uh, the company for those who are listening are, are we have events every week happening now uh brand new event leads they're crushing it um and then of course these two gentlemen here uh crushing it with leadership and um so last night was portal night and and just happened to be in morningdale which was great because that's where i had logged off 
love that zone and seeing the rain. Oh yeah. my gosh, the storms, like everything, just and hearing it. It's a, a tink on your metal, like your. Mm. Dude, that's it. So that's it. Gosh. It sounds different. If you're wearing leather, it sounds different oh. than when you're, if you're wearing metal. That's hey, amazing. check this out. Go fishing while it's raining. It's Go so good. Fishing while it's raining. It's so good. I mean, it just, it just the sounds. If you just sound it out, you know, just tune everything else out, turn your UI off, and just fish while you're while it's raining. Oh, that sounds it is, amazing. It is such a peaceful. It's so crazy because you can go from destroying things to fishing in the rain. Oh, yeah. That's and right. it's just as surreal as you can get it. It's so awesome, man. Yeah. It's so yeah. awesome. I feel that's like, right. you know, like that's, you know, amongst everything, you know, last week we had the episode where we, there was some things we really had to address, you know, spe- specifically bugs. And, uh, you know, I was thinking today, I'm like, you know, I know, <laughs> I know there are bugs in this game. But there's not a day that goes by that when I actually, when I can sit down and log in, that I'm not just thankful that I can sit down and log in and play the game. Because when I'm in the world, yes, there's bugs, yes, there's issues, whatever. I just, it's just every time. Every time's like the first time. You know? Well, the crazy thing too is, is with the bugs, this is why I'm glad our community spoke up and said, hey, let's just level. Hey, let's just level. Let's just get to the point. We know there are going to be problems. You know, that was, it was almost a unanimous vote. Everybody just wanted to level at their pace, do the expeditions. And it was a good choice because think about how bad it would have been to get a, get a territory and then lose it because somebody's using an exploit. And again, it's in the game. It's in the game. Use it if you want to be competitive, but we don't want to use it. So we're not being competitive, but it's coming. Our two PVP leaders, um, Edge and Jeffy, they both have been doing PVP wars they both are already in, you know, they've made contacts with other groups and they're playing with a, we're going to start doing the thing we came here to do and that's kick your ass. So <laughs> that's right. We're practicing. Oh, we're practicing. That's right. That's right. That's right. I can't wait for it. Well, for everyone who's tuning in, um, if, if I'm broken with my speech tonight i'm sorry uh i'm struggling i'm on the struggle <laughs> you're fine uh, anyway we just have a translator we have a translator I need one. with us i legit need one i need a butler in my home just because why not and i'll name him alfred and then i need a translator someone who can speak for me specifically uh anyway hey welcome friends uh if you tuned in last week on the episode uh we talked this uh new world's economy server transfers Update 1.0.3, gold duping, Halloween items, and we did a lore breakdown on the agents. This week on the show, we're talking wealth transfers, uh, which are actually, well, we'll talk about them. Uh, favorite zone so far, Neuro, which we are kind of went through. Uh, detail high watermark system, tuning worm adjustments, and much more specifically PvP. So, yeah. There's that. Um, so, gentlemen, let's kind of jump right in. I think just oh, just dive right in. So for a little while, you know, there was a gold, excuse me, there was a gold duplication bug, uh, gold dupe bug going around. And so as a result, they put everything on hold regarding wealth transfers. That means um, sending currency, guild treasury, trading post, and player-to-player trading. Now, as of today that we're recording this, so for everyone out on Monday, hopefully nothing's happened between now and Monday. <laughs> but uh, Who knows? Yeah, right? You <laughs> yeah. just never know. Uh, yeah, everything's back to normal now, I guess. But, uh... Yeah, w- within reason, right? Yeah, yeah, you know. Within Man, reason. you better knock on wood. You better knock on wood, dude. <laughs> I have soundproofing. I'm just going to knock on that. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, but, uh... Well, the largest problem with that was is someone had figured out that you could lag switch. And you could lag it out during the course of doing certain a certain series of events. I'm not going to recreate it for you. Yeah. And you were able to do the gold. So when they found this out, they realized, and here's the thing, they're watching the economy, and if an influx of gold starts showing up, they're going to notice it. Right. And the problem of it is, I agree people should be upset that it happened and that they turned off the transaction market because it was a ghost town. It was, because people couldn't do anything. If you go out to gather, you have nowhere to get rid of it. What are you going to do, throw it on the ground? Right? Because you, you can only put so much in storage. People were still getting charged their taxes for their house, but they couldn't make the money to pay for it, right? right? So people have a right to be angry 
for sure. But I would say the people doing it are the people you should find out who they are and you should deal with that because they're the reason why you're having your problems. Because like I said last week, Joe going to be Joe. You give a private an ability to find and figure something out, they're going to figure it out and they're going to exploit it. Oh. And it's just, it's crazy, man. But they jumped on it. They immediately jumped on it. They shut it down. They didn't care who they upset because they knew they had to get ahead of it and they worked on it. And they've admitted, hey, we've had some missteps. For a developer to put out a post saying we made mistakes, you know, working on it, that's, it's, it's refreshing. Yes, it's just words. It's just words because there's a lot of people out there who show me the money, fix it. And they're working on it. But this, this, uh, the wealth transfer thing hit people in our Discord more than anything else has, right? Because everything's tied to that. So I really hope they can get this under control and get it fixed. This is more important to me than PvP because this is what drives the entire world. The PvE, the PvP, new players, old players alike. You have to have a good economy. So I'm glad to see they did something, but I hope they fixed it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and one of the things I'm looking forward to, um, you know, as a, as a company governor, part of the console for our company, I'm looking forward to the full spectrum war, right? This aspect or this concept of, of controlling an entire uh, effort behind a territory, not just the war, but also the finances. And so one of the things that I'm war gaming on is what does that look like? Well, it's irrelevant. If the system is broken, if the finances or the economy is broken, I mean, that's half the game, right? Controlling the taxation, controlling the charges that you give everybody, what that looks like. If that's broken, then it just becomes war. And we all know that war is broken at the current moment. So get something right. But what I will say, um, two things. So I was surprised. I actually didn't know that the wealth transfer included trading post. So when I went to the job board today and I was trying to like buy the minute, you know, the the smaller mats to finish up a job post, I realized I couldn't. Well, that was a change. (laughs) I had to actually go out and fish. Um, But I also heard that there were lots of permabands. They are actually finding the individuals that are exploiting. It's not a threat. It's just actually happening. (laughs) So I'm hearing the murmurs. I'm seeing it. I'm reading it on Reddit. Um, so they're, they are actually in pursuit right. of those people that are exploiting. So I find that kind of refreshing as well, right? They are putting their money where their mouth is and they are executing on what they say they are. Whether it's fast enough, whether it's what we want, that's all to be debated on some other social platform. But for now, <laughs> it seems like they are actually executing on what they're saying they will. I think a large part of it too is the banning and stuff like that. You have to give them the opportunity to deal with the problems. Again, look at the gold farmers. Every game I've played, Guild Wars 2, SWOTOR, WoW all that used to be. I, you don't see it as much because they started selling the currency themselves. Why not? And then I could just do it a different way by you paying for carries. And we'll talk about that some other time because that's an ugly subject. So every game I've ever played from the beginning always has this problem with the gold farmers and all this stuff. And you've got the bots. The bots are horrid. I hope that's the next thing that they do. But did you notice that when you signed in, that now you have to sign in to agree to use New World's anti-cheat and not Steam's anti-cheat. So they said, hey, Steam, check this out. You didn't do your damn job. That's right. We're going to do it for you. You know what I mean? They were like, okay, fine. We'll do our own. And yeah. they probably called a couple CIA guys, and now they got some shit. Go ahead and play around now. You'll have a SWAT team at your front door. Say my name. Say my name. Who in here is duping gold? Are you duping gold? Come here. Uh, I, I truly, I truly think in the next weeks, if not months, we will see New World depart from Steam. Really? I, I really, I really do think that they've already been kind of toying with the idea. They were using Steam to launch everything to get everything going. There was an agreement with Steam to test out their new um, functionality of launching a new game. Now all that's over and done, huh. right? I think Amazon's going to be in the the business of owning their product, right? From the have front the, end to the client? back end. I think so. Yeah, I think I have I have no intel that says that, hmm. but I do truly think <laughs> that Amazon as a company, I think likes to own their front end and back end. Why are you laughing, champ? Because you would have to work there to get intel, and <laughs> God knows you don't work there. So why would you get intel? I'm going on mute. I'm going on mute because a SWAT I mean, team from seriously. Amazon's about to show up. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, like it would make sense. I mean, 
I'm kind of surprised that's not already a thing. Although for a smooth launch, you can bet on Steam, which I don't. That just feels weird saying that out loud. But yeah, you know, you can bet on Steam <laughs> getting the smooth launch. Um, and honestly, from a statistical standpoint, it kind of gives you good numbers. It looks good too on the reviews. You're saying the reviews like 135,000 mostly positive reviews on Steam. I mean, like that's you know, it's an easy way to get more people in. And I think it's one of the. I, I don't know where it places right now. I think it was the top, was it like second most like popular game aside from Counter-Strike at one point? Like I, I, somewhere in there, but regardless, I'm surprised that they don't have that uh, in place yet or that they didn't do that to begin with um, to, to a certain extent. Um, I could totally see them doing that. It reminds me of Epic Games with Fortnite. It reminds, you know, uh, Battle.net, um, uh Bethesda did that. Bethesda, I mean, I had that. It always felt kind of weird. So as long as they can, if they're going to do something like that to own that kind of software, make it as user-friendly as possible. Don't make it just bloatware, you know, like just support it. And you got to see that, I mean, them taking control, if that's what happens, we don't have any intel or anything. But if that's what happens, (laughs) you can see why. Because, yes, they did launch the game, but there were a lot of problems. And when you have to develop something to where it has to go through another server or something i'm assuming there's 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 a level of lost you know capability of control right i'm assuming i don't know i'm not a sure. coder i don't know anything about we it but talk. i'm just assuming i just run my mouth <laughs> but um we're just podcasters. i just really think that i want to see them take a hold of this fix it don't make excuses which they haven't up to this point they've made no excuses hey this is this is what happened I see people screaming about, you know, every time they fix something, they break something. Well, you know what? They might do that for the next six months. <laughs> if this ain't for you for that, then, man, go play something else. It's okay. Come back. We're in the generation where you do that anyway. That's why games come in cycles. World of Warcraft. New expansion comes out. Had me for three months. I'd go play Call of Duty for a month and a half, two months. You know, maybe that's just the generation we're in in gaming is because we can't keep up with the hungry gamer because they eat everything they see as fast as humanly possible. I feel like launching a game in 2021 is it's ruth it's ruthless like it doesn't you matter have three what. years yeah it's like, it's it, like raising it's like raising a kid in 2021 oh <laughs> right Jeez. Oh, preach yes. preach no yes. no but like like seriously the the shit that you excuse my language the oh. things <laughs> the things that we have to consider as developers the things that we have to consider as parents now in 2021 was not the same 16 years ago when world of warcraft got their their launch in right there's so many more considerations and so many more platforms for people to be behind their keyboard and, and we cannot forget that there are human beings behind the other part of that keyboard right like i I know they have a product i know they're amazon i know they're trying to produce this phenomenal product there's still human beings that go home and spend time with their families and they're like whoa you should have seen what reddit said about me personally as a human being threats (laughs) threats, bro i mean it's it's nuts it's it's you know what it's nuts right and I guess my thing too is is where where did we lose our patience? Um, you paid fifty bucks for the game. You've gotten fifty bucks worth of hours in that game. I have. I don't even want to know what I've. I bet I've played four or five hundred hours. Oh, in this but game. I was Easy. looking at your hours. I'll check your Easy. steam. You want to know? Go. Yeah. <laughs> not really. Okay, I'm not going to tell you. It's formidable. How much? Let me see it. Give it to me. <sighs> Last I checked. Hang on. Let me let me just do this live on. Let me do this live. View I off. don't want to do it live. Uh, la- oh my god. The last time I checked, it was like 180. Is Ca- this- uh, oh, no, it ain't 375. Oh, God. Three hours. It's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, that's still rookie numbers. I mean, Jeffy's probably got 680 hours or some shit. But Oh, my God. Oh, my wow. man. Maybe I like the game. That's and if I can, no, and you know me. You take as, you that's right. as much time as you want in there. And you know me. I would go back to Ghost Recon. If I wasn't having fun. Oh, absolutely. You know me. I go oh, right back to Ghost no Recon question. and I'll go kill people yep. with long range rifles and yep. just do my thing. Yep. But absolutely. I have found so much to do in this game. That's why I don't understand. Well, what are you doing? Did you do all the quests? Well, no. Well, then do them. They're there for a reason. The developers made this game for you to play the quest, to do the quest, to complete the quest. That's why you have achievements. If it's not your game, then early on MMOs might not be your thing. 358. Ooh, I'm I'm catching up to him. I better slow down. 
<laughs> oh boy, Jeffy. Down. Jeffy's got three fifty eight. He's the pulse, dude. He was sixty like two oh. weeks ago. I'm oh just saying. God. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, he was sixty quick. But I mean, we have seen some people slow down. We've seen some people stop. By the way, if you're listening to this and you're in the company and you've been off for more than fifteen days, understand that you are going to be removed the company from an activity. I can't get in touch with you because you won't answer your messages. <laughs> So there's a recording right here on this show that's saying to me, to you, oh. log in or you're going to get the boot, homie. There's people standing in line. Don't get it. Oh, that's but no, funny. for real. It's a good time. I've found things to do. You know, it, there's just a lot to the game if you go looking for it. People that say there's no lore, you haven't read a lore page. Not a one. Oh, because the man, lore oh, pages man. are ridiculous. They're really good. Get in there and do it. But that's okay. That's what we got to cash for. So if you want to read it, you just show <laughs> yeah. up here. That's uh, you ain't got his elegant, beautiful face tonight, but hey, it is what it is. You got us three ugly, bearded ugly, bastards. Ugly yeah. bastards. Speaking of, uh, speaking of lore, for those that, you know, if ever coming to Lore Seekers, if this is your first time when we're here in New World, we're going to do the same thing that we did in ESO. And that is uh, at around 10, I think we're at six, no, five, five lore lessons at this point. When we get to six, what we like to do is we like to bundle all the lore lessons up and put them into a compilation. And typically, uh, those are everywhere, anywhere from like an hour to an hour and a half of just straight lore. It's just easy to digest and easy to listen to. So anyway, for all who are tuning in, listening, you can you can look forward to that in the future. But anyway, guys, uh, so New World Developer, helpful, <laughs> I like this name, Helpful Walrus, <laughs> yep. took to the forums to discuss the high watermark system. Now, this isn't a new channel. I said I was trying to avoid the forums. I really am, because, uh, you know, it's mostly doom and gloom. But anyway, uh, I like that they opened this channel. It's called Developer Corner, and uh, where they just make posts about some of the things that are going on in the game. And this was regarding the high watermark systems. Now, for those of you who are tuning in, you don't know what that is, I'm going to do my best to give you the cliff notes because it can get pretty meaty, but we're just going to do like a high gloss over this real quick, right? So here's the overview. It's a system that kicks in when your character reaches level 60 and ultimately governs the power of gear drops you receive as you venture into the more dangerous parts of the world and fight powerful enemies. Now, when an enemy or container drops a piece of gear for you, it rolls on its gear score. Okay, now we kind of get that already. All right, you know, those of you who are leveling. Uh, and actually, here it is right, right here. During your leveling experience, this gear score naturally progresses with your level. So as long as you're fighting enemies at or above your level, you're getting drops that are in a power range that is good for your level. Now... At level 60, the level cap right now, this changes a little bit. So, at 60, you gain an upper GS limit on drops that gradually increases as more powerful drops appear to you. Okay? Now, this upper limit is per item type. So, for armor, it's based on the slot type. So, head armor, chest, ring, etc. Okay? Weapons, it's based on the weapon type. So, sword, hammer, musket etc. Alright, and so in other words, what we wanted to, really wanted to cover here for you was to let you know kind of how this works. And so the moment the item drops, your relevant H, there's going to give us the acronym, HWM is increased. So you, you don't even need to pick the item up. Okay. Um, each time you defeat a level 60 plus enemy and don't receive a gear item that increases uh, its HWM type, you are slightly more likely to see an increase the next time. So it's like it's constantly wanting to help you. In other words, passively, this system wants to help power you up, whether it's in slow increments or you're getting your gear quicker uh, through getting good drops through RNG. Um, let's see. There's one, pit, uh, one bit in here I really want to cover. Oh, right here. Some enemies, such as those found in elite landmarks and expeditions, have a higher base chance of dropping items that increase your HWM. Level 60 plus named enemies are even more likely to drop HWM increase increasing items and expedition bosses here we go will always drop an item that increases your HWM mm. they do, they do make a quick note if you're in a huge group and you're fighting one mob you're going to see less drops okay you have a smaller chance to see those drops and I want to end it right here 
If you want to maximize your chances of getting HWM increases in New World in a more controlled environment, expeditions are the way to do it. Garden of Genesis, Lazarus Instrumentality are, are full of elite monsters to fight, and the bosses guarantee that you'll see an increase every time they drop a gear item for you. So I like this progression there, system. Yep, absolutely. And there's a good concept, too, where you can go up to Shattered Mountain and run elite patrols. But like you said, you don't want to run them in heavy groups because you're going to lower your your ability to go up. But there are a lot of those patrols up there. In fact, tonight I was I was going to jump in one. Somebody had said something about it. And I didn't get a chance to go in because we had to come do the show, which is what I'd rather do right now. <laughs> but... I have seen a jump in mine just doing normal stuff. Yeah. You'll still get it out in the world, but if you really want to grind it out, there's the ability to do that. You can do the expeditions for a higher chance, or you can get into these groups and do those runs. And I'm looking forward to doing both right. because it gives you options, right? It gives you the ability to to, to find a way to get it. Yeah. So so how does this differ from the other MMOs that that the two of you have played? Right. If you could if you could relate this to World of Warcraft, Elder Scrolls Online, SWOTOR. Like, is this basically saying that the cap is infinite? That there is no cap? That you'll always be progressing? Because that's not the case in Elder Scrolls Online or World of Warcraft. Well, it's so based how, on... How, go ahead. World of Warcraft was based on your ability to get a big group to go in and do mythic raids. So if right. you didn't have the ability to do that, you couldn't do it. Right. So you would get to the level of, of gear. What this does is this allows the casual player to go out and up their gear score the long grindy way, whereas your premier players can go in and do Lazarus on farm, right? And they just can go in there and just burn through it, you know, things like that. This gives the casual per player the ability to do expeditions, but also be out in the world, grab three or four friends, go through shattered mountains, or just go through elite zones, right? At higher level elite zones and work through it. So... I think this gives the casual player an ability to keep up with the hardcore player mm. just over a longer extended time, right? And for me personally, unless I'm missing something, I like that concept. Yeah. Yeah. Does it increase the difficulty, right? So if the elite bosses inside of Lazarus of Instrumentality, if those elite bosses are continuously dropping better gear, does the difficulty get hard? And if so... Does that take out the need for a hard mode? I don't know if it gains strength as you get mm. stronger. I don't think that's a concept. I just, I don't think it is. I think they have it set and they have it geared at a level. And I think once you get to that point, you know, once you clear everything, you get to a certain point in gear, I think you're just going to roll through it. Mm. Just like anything else, right? Once, like uh, Jeffy said, 591 is the current. You get a 591, you should probably be walking through Lazarus with no problems, right? And just be skipping through it. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't, that I don't know because I haven't been able to get there yet. Haven't grinded right. that out yet or anything like that. It's a cool concept. It'd be great if they could do that to some degree, right? Because then you get to a point where you can never get to the point you need to because you can't get any higher gear because it's capped at 591, yada, yada, yada. Right. I'm interested to see how much emphasis they put on crafting gear for the crafters because i have always said please give me a system that is set up to allow the crafters to control the power mm. could you imagine being the guy that got the drop or has the drop for a legendary sword you're the only one who has it you get to pick who gets it could you imagine if everybody in the syndicate could get that weapon but nobody in the marauders could because only the syndicate guy syndicate guy had it just think about that yeah that's right nice. and think about the behind the, the hey We'll give you 300,000 gold if you switch to the Covenant and don't allow the Syndicate to use a weapon. Dude, there's so many ways you could take that, right? It would make more in-game conflict higher than a PvP realm, right? It would be almost mental subterfuge, right? Kind of neat. Yeah, I like that. I like that because, you know, from that standpoint alone, it's the community creating content there at that point, which is cool, which makes fun yeah. server dynamics. Um, going back to what you were talking about, the hard mode, I don't think... I don't think there is, I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this. I don't think there's a reason why you would ever not want to have those increased difficulties like hard modes, you know, in a, in a game. We feed off that. We feed yeah. off of that challenge. I'll never, I'll never forget. It happened on stream. I don't even know how I could find it, but the very first clear of Vet Maelstrom Arena in Elder Scrolls Online uh, I cleared it first first 
um, run through. I, mean, I had, I think I had a couple deaths at the end or a few deaths at the end and we finally cleared it. And it, it was just that moment of achievement, right? Yeah. Like you can't replace that feeling of achievement, even if it, you know, gear related, whatever you throw a massive achievement in front of a gamer and they finally conquer it. It's just like one of the best feelings in the world. You can't, you can't replace it. You know, it's the same thing with PVP. You know, when you finally achieve the thing you go out, you know, you set out to do, it's it's pride, you know, whether it's a title that you carry, a territory you cover, a war maybe you you shouldn't have won, but somehow you guys found a way to dig deep and finish it. Like, that's pride. That is yeah. pure pride and just being proud of what you're a part of and what you've accomplished. So I don't think you could ever negate having these increased difficulties in a game, regardless of gear, because... Yeah. gamers feed off of challenge we feed off of achievement right yep. and there's something special about going back into a dungeon or an instance um and it, it having different mechanics like I, I i love going to a boss that i've seen before but oh man they're doing something different i can't stand there anymore that was my old strat i gotta change my strat up it's almost like playing twice the content right because you're having to relearn an expedition that you've done before. So I, I'm in agreement. I, I hope that is the case. Like, I hope you're able to camp your gear at regular levels and then a hard mode is introduced to reach that kind of next tier. Wow. But I also, yeah. I also want to echo what champ said earlier, a hundred percent agreed that giving kind of the in game content to the gamers, like how cool would it be to craft my own gear, but put my signature to it? Right. If I wanted to make the one piece of item that's going to exist in this game for the first couple of months. Yeah, I, I make it purple because I want it to be syndicate and it's purple for an entire quarter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I love that idea. I love putting my stamp on it. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like how crafters are valued in this game. You know, like. It, I, I personally, um. I've never been a huge crafter. I've always loved and appreciated it. I really do. Like uh, the, the pips of the world, you know, just it, all the games, games, MMO upon MMO upon MMO ago when we were playing something and they were into crafting then. It's the same thing now. And I like how this game kind of slurps you in as a crafter. Like I've never wanted to be tippity top in something, but now I just keep thinking like I want to be able to make all my own tools be able to help anybody out with other tools i want to be able to be the best engineer i can be at something you know and uh i like how the best gear in this game right now comes from crafting to get that 600 yes you have to have it crafted anything below that i think it's 575 580 585 somewhere in there somewhere 10 10 ish gear score plus or minus but anyway so, yeah. Now, I will say this. PvP has been a huge, huge deal. We know we were talking earlier about the, the wars and everything um, and how we're planning to get involved in here, and especially uh, in the future as we, you know, people continue to get to 60 and everyone's kind of taking the game in, and you know, which actually works out great because, you know, everyone doing the pace that we're doing, everyone's leveling something, they're fixing these bugs, these exploits. So when we're ready and we come right in, we just get to partake of it, you know. But uh, so there are PvP changes coming. Now, these PvP changes are kind of cool. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. I, I jumped ahead. We skipped something. Tuning orb adjustments. They are coming, speaking of crafting. And I think there's... Well, there's some people in the community based on if you go to Reddit or forums, wherever you want to go, <laughs> uh, that the tuning orb uh, requirements are a little heavy. And I wanted to finish out that specific article from um, from Helpful Walrus with this. He says, quote, or they say, quote, we know that tuning orbs for those expeditions are particularly time consuming to craft right now. So we're in the process of adjusting expedition tuning orb crafting requirements. We expect to release an update to the crafting requirements for these sometime in November after we have vetted the changes. So keep an eye on the update notes, which by the way, we haven't had an update yet this week. Not yet. Nope. So we can look forward to that. But uh, anyway, so PVP, there's PVP changes coming to the game. 
we know there's been some difficulty. They recognize it. They apologize for it. This was actually a really, really informative article. So for open world PvP, we had the following changes. Uh, or they, they say, we feel open world PvP is in an okay position, but has room to improve. Regarding level 60s, there are two changes coming to the short term that should help. It's something we could talk about. The first is that we're going to increase the luck of players when flagged. Cool. I dig it. Second, we're going to reduce the durability damage to gear when flagged. This will reduce the risk of flagging a bit, especially in in-game gear repair costs. Yeah, those repair costs, those are legit. It's painful. It's very it sucks. painful. At, at 60 and the full syndicate gear, it's like 168 gold. After you take a lot of punishment, I mean, that's a lot of gold, man. Especially for, I'm a killer. I've got the strong arm title. I've killed over 15,000 things in the game. I'm, I'm almost at 20,000. I'm going for the 25,000 one right now. I kill everything I see. And when I say that, I'm not kidding. Everything I see, rabbits, squirrels, I don't give a damn. I'm killing it all. <laughs> killing Bambi. Don't care. Mama. Bambi dying. His mama, everybody dying. <laughs> Auntie. But to add this ability to, I like the luck thing because it gives somebody like me who doesn't go out and get luck gear, who doesn't go out and get all the luck, which big shout out to Pip, Big Hops. Appreciate you. She gave me some, uh, some of the uh, furniture stuff that you can put in, the trophies. She gave me some of that today. So I actually have trophies for the first time for my house. So that's cool. Oh, there you go. But I, I dig the I dig the luck for players flag because I, I run around in weak water all the time flagged and uh, or anywhere I go for the most part, unless I'm trying to get something done quickly. But right. this gives incentive to do it. But it also doesn't give so much incentive that somebody who doesn't want to flag is going to flag. Right. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make you have to do it. That's right. I dig it. Yeah. In short, um, in short, up to level 60, give you a 10 percent experience boost. So there was a reason right? if you wanted to get to level 60 or a higher level quicker. That's enough incentive right there. But there was zero incentive once right. you hit level 60. Right. right. That's what we're trying to say. Right. So I, I like it as well. I, I actually have never flagged for PVP uh, <laughs> ever. <laughs> that's probably why I'm still 51 and a half. Um, but yeah, I can see a reason if, if there's obviously an additional luck or if there's additional, uh, increase there by all means, I just I was, haven't, I yeah. was, I was looking for your wooden gun. Yeah, that's right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need that real weapon from you. We're going to have to give you a wooden gun. What the hell you mean you ain't flagged yet? You better get your flag on. No, I'm joking. I get where you're coming from. And, um, I didn't start flagging until I got in the fifties just because I didn't want to yeah. deal with it. Right. I just, right. It's not that I don't like PvP. We all, you guys yeah. have known me for a long time. I like it. I just wanted to enjoy the game. I wanted to, when I pick up a, a you know, lore note, I don't have to worry about being ganked in the middle of it. And I can actually read it, you know, and I found that I was oh, shutting yeah, sure. them down quickly. You know, I'm grabbing them. I'll read it later and never get back to it. I don't like that. So I, when I'm looking for pages and stuff, I kind of try to leave my flag off just so I don't get bothered. But I feel like the PvP in the game is smart. People are, yeah. some people are cool. Some people aren't, man. That's the nature of the beast. I mean, you go to Walmart, you get what you get. It's the same right. thing. You, I mean, you walk out there, you get what you get. People of Walmart. So, uh, ooh, you ever been to that whole website? Stores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't derail us on Walmart talk. We'll be here all night. I'm just saying. We'll start bringing up videos. Oh. Mm. You can, some things you just cannot unsee, folks. That website Amen. is So what about that medium term? Yeah, so anyway, back on track. Uh, thanks, Ron Burgundy. So medium term. Uh, we got, uh, we will also adjust the rewards for PVP kills at 60 so they can enhance players high watermark more. There Boom. it is. There you go. That's good. Uh, longer term, this one specifically, I'm really intrigued to see what this is. Yes. Longer term, expect a new open world activity that flagged players can participate in that we hope spurs the rewards or spurs and rewards some smaller scale engagements across a tournament. I genuinely feel I may be wrong, but I feel like the smaller engagements, that's where it's at. You get to play chess and not checkers. Yeah. When we, when we're rolling 40 deep and we catch three of y'all, I'm sorry, bruh, but it has to happen. Sometimes you to hammer, sometimes you to nail. And when you run up a hill and you see 40 people flagged and they're on a different side. <sighs> it's not sorry. your day. It's You're going to die, bro. Don't 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 go into chat and complain. You do the same thing to us if you rolled up on us three deep with 30 of your homeboys. So but what's nice about it is 
we're starting to get noticed because we do these big scale things. Last night, somebody walked up and was like, are y'all new to the server? Yep. <laughs> I remember that. that was yep, sure are. Oh, just we sure yesterday. are. <laughs> Jesus, you guys got any room? Nope, we got 100 people. You got 100 people in your group? I've never seen you guys before. We know. We're syndicate. That's by design, <laughs> That's my friends. That's by design. But oh, it's going to be a good time. It's a master plan. I personally, I love the part in the article where it says they're going to be adding variety to the PvP missions, right? It's not going to be the same two or three that that kind of repeats itself. There's going to be variety. Right. I'm excited to see what yeah. they do with that. Yeah. What variety? Yeah, absolutely. Tell me more. Yeah, I think that there's, uh, you know, that that's, you know, that, yeah, they're talking about territory control and they're looking at adding more PvP mission types, uh, actually say quote adding some much needed variety to the pvp missions and helping to distribute the pvp action to multiple locations to spread out some of the large pvp zergs we're seeing i like that and again we know we recognize there's issues happening in the game but they're recognizing it as well it's different i would much rather have this a company that realizes and recognizes and openly admits hey we realize this desperately needs to be added than a company that says, hey, everything's fine. Everything is fine. Or Absolute just says part. nothing. Or oh, just yeah. says nothing. That right right? That's more often nothing. than not. Yep. World yeah. of Warcraft kept me for weeks. Like, so, like this. Yeah, I, just I, leaning I, in, I, staring at the screen, waiting. Just waiting for them to say something. Yeah. Just tell me something. And Amazon, <laughs> it took them a day. Yeah, I forgot which one of you said this, but y'all's podcast, and I say y'all because... The three of you recorded it. You dropped it on Monday, and that forum post came out on Tuesday. I am not saying the devs listen to us, but that's as real time as you can get. Hey, here's some feedback. We're observing this. Reddit is talking about it, and you've got developers that are responding to it. What more can you ask for? Are they going to be able to work miracles? Probably not. Probably not. But they're addressing, and they're saying, hey, our crap is broken right now. Cool. We're going to do something about it. I hope yeah. you're still here. I mean, yeah. Right? At the end of the day, like <laughs> you know? they're admitting and they're addressing. That's and right. That's so important. Oh man, champ, you hit the nail on the head with silence. That happens so much in the gaming industry. So much in the gaming industry. You're thinking, right. you know, you have these giant companies who have to please suits and all this red tape, and they just give you nothing. Absolutely nothing. Hey, Gene, uh, what can what kind of tweet can we put out that like uh, you know doesn't necessarily address this, but just kind of la- leaves them hanging a little bit to maybe feel like we're going to address it? <laughs> Send me a screenshot of the next thing you'll put in the cash shop. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do what WoW does. Don't don't release a bunch of no. stuff in the cash shop before you fix your problem. No. So listen to me. Listen, listen to me. Don't do it. Whatever you're going to release, keep it because you're going to piss off a lot of people if you don't fix your problems don't do it because i know everybody you're gonna get labeled all they're doing is trying to get money from us the game don't even work right and they're selling us stuff i'm telling you right now yeah please don't do that because you will see reddit reddit will explode with that shit oh yeah i would say the only thing i do want is um if they're gonna add something to the cash shop i want some seasonal items simply because it's seasonal it's that time you know like as we get i know we have the was it king of I don't know. King Fall King of Autumn packs that are the prime uh prime gaming uh packs but anyway yes. like with with the season being where it is I would say like if there was anything they could add I think it would be you know like Thanksgiving and Christmas right. theme item that would work. Give people stuff. Yeah, there you give go. them a pil- give them a pilgrim outfit. Give them a Santa Claus suit. There give them a go. Miss Santa Claus. Get- and another thing, gender uniforms right give us some more female outfits yes. i don't play a female character but yeah. give us some female outfits right. you missed out on the witch right oh you yeah. missed out on like what about an you you had the mummy what about an egyptian princess right yeah. or an egyptian like whatever there were some things and i understand their other thing but what i'm saying is let's please get some some base here let's get some back and forth i want to see Santa Claus, Miss Santa Claus, a pilgrim dude suit, pilgrim female suit, and you ain't got to be a female or a male to wear. Wear whatever the hell you want to wear because I don't care. I wear whatever the hell I want to wear. Right. But right. give us those things. Please, God, give me a Santa Claus suit. Please. <laughs> Please, man. Oh, I wore that thing funny. in WoW all the time. Remember I found that? Remember I had that toy where you, if you clicked on it, you would everybody would put a Santa Claus suit on? Yeah. 
I wore that to her out, bro. Wore it out. I never got old being a gnome and then wearing a Santa Claus, the little elf uh, costumes. Looked ridiculous. I loved it. Anyway, uh, all right, so back to PvP. So for wars, uh, there's currently a 24-hour cooldown between wars uh, with war windows. That means war happens at almost uh, two-day intervals. Uh, Overall, they really feel like that's a good cadence for the game. Uh, They're really seeing some war fatigue, uh, which also... This is from Factions, which funnel a, quote, a group of players into every war. While we love this cooperation, having one company or one company's worth of players own multiple territories should be very hard and is not what we're balancing war cooldowns toward. I agree. You should not easily own two territories. You should, like, you should all but be gimping yourself, or the only way that you succeed is through extreme efficiency. Yep. And that right there is why there's a 100-person cap on companies. Mm -hmm. That's it. Oh, yeah. I get asked all the time, hey, why is the Lord Seekers capped at 100? Because the game caps us at 100. Yeah. Why does the game cap us at 100? Boom. Well, right there. Real quick. we run the map. Right. Real quick, Crazy Cage is defending every two days is too much. It is too much. So what you have to do is you have to go out and do PvP missions in your zone to counteract what they're doing. What you have to do is stop letting them do PvP missions in your zone, and then they won't be able to. That's the problem. We haven't got to that part yet. I'm really looking forward to when the lore seekers can grab a, a, a group and we're going to we're going to record these things, show these things to everyone, because you can stop them. You just go out and kick their ass. Yeah. Yep. Get them out of your yard. If you go out there and don't allow them to do the PVP missions, they can't put you in conflict. If they can't put you in conflict. They can't put you in war. That's, right. That's where I, once this ball starts to roll downhill, the snow is going to get pretty deep. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I personally get super excited for because we can start executing QRF missions, yes. right? Quick, quick reaction force missions. Yeah. We can start blockading, right? We can start preventing economies and other territories. Like, trust me, I went to the war college for this crap. Like, I, trust me, <laughs> we are going to be executing on such a high level. But that's part of it, right? Part of it is a full spectrum war, quick reaction forces, having patrols, oh, yeah. which is what Champ is mentioning having patrols that execute regularly just to disrupt. It's an actual mission called disrupting missions. We're going to disrupt the enemy forces. Like this is so exciting. We just need to have the exploitation fixed. Fix the balance. Right. That's right. Fix the balance. And then we'll be able to execute. Here's a, if you think, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I'll I'll stay here all night. Go ahead. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, dude, you don't want to get me started. Okay. <laughs> we'll do this some other time. Okay. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Right, let me yeah, let me yeah, jump yeah, in. Real do. quick. The biggest thing of it is if you don't understand how war works and how to put something in conflict, how to control an area, understanding how to that you take over the fort that doesn't just give you more than anything. It lets you transport quicker with less cost. It gives you more XP holding the fort. So you're going to have to have a you're going to have to have a group to hold the fort. And a group to go out and do PvP missions to flip a zone to do it the hardcore right now way, right? So that's how it is. So if you don't allow them to have the fort, which the fort's not the most important part, but it makes it easier for them. But stopping them, sitting in the bushes next to that crate, waiting for that poor sap to run up to click it so he can go turn it in and chopping them in half. That's right. Making them bring their boys over there and then meeting them in the middle of the field in open world. Cyrodiil on steroids, right? You never get away from it. I will be flagged and in our area like I am in Weaver's Fen. Right now, Weaver's Fen is the only place Syndicate has on our map because none of the Syndicate people want to deal with the exploits. I am in Weaver's Fen flagged up looking for you. Hoping that you come through there trying to take that spot because we're going to defend that spot. It's the only spot we have right now until we decide we get hungry and we start taking the meat off the bone. Sorry. I got excited. Oh, I can't wait to fight. I mean, no, I get it. I can't wait to fight. You know, I'm ready to... I'm ugh, I'm at this place now where it's like... I'm enjoying the leveling and, try, you know, taking my time. I think I'm 44, 45. I'm getting ready to hit 45. And, uh, you know, just really taking it all in. But, uh, yeah, that itch, that itch is, needs to be scratched. That's for sure. So, yeah. Anyway... I about talked about server stuff, but anyway, that's that's for another conversation. All right. So anyway, regarding wars, um, they're also continuing to balance uh, review balance within war. So defenders are winning more often than attackers, which is what they want. Currently, defenders win around eighty percent of the wars. 
we want to reward defending companies that build up their ranks and upgrade their forts. Excuse me, but we will keep an eye on balance as we resolve the major exploits and make sure that both sides have a fighting chance. So, we Love know... It. Yeah, agreed. We know that communication and coordination in war is not optimal at the moment. It's hard to know what roles participants in war have chosen, so it makes coordination difficult. They're going to start investigating ways and uh, that they can address these issues. Don't have any planned in the near term. There's one thing I really I want to cover real quick because I accidentally skipped over it, and that is some core things regarding open world PvP. So currently, it's hard to know whether players in your faction are flagged or not. I ran into that the other day. I'm like, is that guy flagged? Maybe? I don't know. Alright. So, this can make it difficult to know whether or not you have backup and assess whether you can, should still engage or not regarding world PvP. They're aware of the issue and they're working on a fix. And they, the more importantly, I think this right here, we also understand combat tactics can be difficult since the visuals for all area of effect spells are the same. So it's difficult to know whether a spell is from an ally or enemy. That's huge. I hadn't thought about that till I read this post. But then I realized, oh my gosh, they're right. There is not a difference at all. It's all the same. And this would have been eliminated if we'd have had a test server. I think yeah. New World needs to have a public test server. I would play it. Because this would have came out yeah. in the public test server. Yep. That Absolutely. is where some things don't have to be recreated. But giving a public test server out before it happens, letting some of these people go in that will literally try to break your game and find these exploits, yeah. it's free. Just give it to the people. Give them a, give them a title. If they spend so many hours, give them an outfit look. I don't care what you do to get incentivized people to get in there, but you can do it and just make an outfit and give it to them, right? And then let let us go in and test this game. We are willing to. There are thousands of oh, people already going, put a public test server up, let us deal with it. Ice storms, the hammer stun. If you are in a different elevation than the target, you won't hit it. The ice storms will not hit if they're in water. I don't care what you do. The fire staff's messed up. The hatchet will kill you no matter what. It never loses. I can keep the buff on the great axe for as long as I use it. The shield side where you can get the 10% buff, as long as they're in your party, it's everywhere in the map. Viking was up in Shattered Mountain. I was down in Cutlass Keys. He had the same buff. All of these things are broken. I reported them as I seen them. This, these things would have been caught in a public test server. They really need to think about that. So, so part of the problem with the PTS is steam, right? So as you, as you kind of put your product out to a third party, the ability to control a PTS, I'm not, I don't want to speak for the dev, the devs. They're a lot more uh, intelligent about this than I am, but giving it to a third party is a lot more difficult than if you owned that space yourself, which is another reason why I'm like, I really feel like we're going to have our own client very soon, but 100% champ. Like there were people, there are people, there's so many people right now that are 60 that are kind of, they're, they're separating themselves from the game to play something else. Cause they're like, Hey, I'm level 60. There's nothing else to do. Quote unquote. You could totally put those people in a PTS and tell them to break the game. And Go you're destroy it. And you're, you're keeping, keeping them, them. in right. the game. That's right. You're letting content creators get ahead of the curve. Yep. Right. Because we're able to figure things out, put out guides right now. I can't keep up with it. I can't get ahead of it enough because I'm still trying to help our community grow. I'm still trying to help the people in our community. I'm tr still trying to help them. But right. build build content. I was planning on working on that. I haven't had time because I can't get ahead of the cycle. You know what I'm saying? PTS gives people like me the ability to head of the cycle, do the theory crafting in the PTS and bring sure. that out and have people ready to play, right? Have people know what they're coming to. Without right. the PTS, it's kind of hard to do that, and you're finding things out as you go. And that's cool at the beginning, but let your content creators, let your player base test your game, tell you what's wrong with it, and fix it, because that is the only thing we've found that is effective. Whether you like it or not, stop calling this an alpha, because I'm tired of that too, because I <laughs> know what the alpha looked like. But the big <laughs> thing of it is, make sure, give us a PTS. It just, it opens so many more avenues for everybody else. Boom, man. I did not expect that to come out tonight. That's cool. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. I would totally, I'm never a PTS guy. I never have been. 
We had the option in ESO. Honestly, we probably should have because I was making builds and I was doing it all off the live server portion. Uh, PTS in this game, I'm all in. All in. I would love to just try things out, try new systems, figure out how we can build upon it and make it better as a community. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So anyway, real quick, regarding territory control. All right. And this is where it all kind of wraps up. So overall, this I, th I feel like we kind of talked about this, but it's okay. We are seeing territories change. This is quote. Uh, quote. We we are seeing territories change hands with decent regularity, as stated above. We want to favor the defender, and seeing a good spread of between factions on most servers. We are watching faction balance on all servers, and if it becomes a general problem, we have a few ideas to help resolve it in interesting ways. We are also <laughs> see. I look forward to that. I don't know if it's like. I know. You know, I, I don't know what that looks like, but I look forward to that. Mm. Uh, we also are aware that some territories, ter bleh, territories, quote, I'm looking at you, Everfall, produce a ton of tax income, while other towns can be much harder to support and upgrade. There is a change coming soon, which will help distribute a main tax income stream to every territory. We want to review the impact of this change before we make further changes, but there are some other changes we could make in medium term if this is sufficient. Well, um, so two things. They need to do something because who wants first light and why? Why don't here's a concept. Think about Civ 5, Civ 6, all those games. You know how when you have a territory, you'll find like the only two iron nodes on the whole map? And yeah. you have a negotiation tool. Yeah. What if each area produced items that only the people who own the territory could get? Yeah. Right. And or these could, could be or could craft, and yeah. that would make people go after you. So, like, say first light to get this legendary hilt for oh, this sword, yes. you gotta yeah, have this. Go. Boom. People will be fighting like hell over these places. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It gives incentive. Change it seasonally. Right. Yeah. Change yeah. it seasonally. Yeah. That away, boom. Here goes. Yep. Or like like mm. Jeffy just said, you own a territory buff. You own the only person that can have that buff. But yeah. give something that makes that place special, yes. unique enough to fight for and hold on to. And then with the revenue and the set and you're giving it a, like a tax flow, that might make things a little bit easier to control. Oh, that's but hard. I cannot I, I'm there is so much growth in just economics that can be done in this game. That has nothing to do with combat. That could change the scope of it. I love it. As that. long as they can get this damn gold duping out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's money, bud. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. All that. It's a concept, man. Just came to mind. You know, it just popped in my head. Hey, how cool would it be if you could you had to have an area to do this? If their if their true end game is this PvP open world concept. Well, what better way to do that? Your best in slot item is reek water. Good luck getting it. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you better wage war. You better get into a company, wage war, flip reek water, and then you can get your best in slot helmet. I like and that. And the only right? other like, way you can get that's it. That's awesome. And the only other way you can get it is a, going through a crafter who has to get through an entire series to get it. So give them two elements. Because you have to give the casuals oh, sure. something. Oh, yeah. And, that, that, and that's the thing. And I know people are like, oh, the hell with casual. Well, you've never had to play as a casual. We have casuals in our community. Let's yeah. work. Let's let's make everybody OK. Let's make everybody be able to get to that level. And I, I hope they can find a balance for that, because that'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great idea. I agree. Wow. Wow, gentlemen. Well. Ooh, that was fun. That was fun. I missed cash. I did too. Buddy, if you're listening, I know you are. Safe travels, friend. Enjoy your vacation. Love you, buddy. Oh, well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in this episode. This was the Lore Seeker Show. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up here for the day. And uh, before we get going, we want to bring this up one more time. Hey, look, holidays are coming up, gentlemen. Wives, girlfriends, whatever. Lore Seekers is now powered by Manscaped.com. You can get 20% off your order and free shipping by using the code LoreSeekers at uh, Manscaped.com. They have things like the Crop Mop. In other words, a.k.a. Ball Wipes. You've got Crop Cleanser. That's your hair and body wash. <laughs> Was that your dog? 
That was my dog, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's hilarious. You got the, it's a good timing. You got the foot duster. I didn't know they had this. This is foot deodorant. Then you've got cologne. Then you've got what they call the plow. All kinds of cool the things. The plow. I love that. It's a straight razor, pretty much, almost. But uh, anyway, and that and all kinds of awesome stuff. Those hair trimmers, all the deals. So anyway, dudes, if you want to get 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com, use code LoreSeeker. So thank you so much for tuning in this episode. We want to hear from you. Let us know how we're doing. Leave us a, uh, leave us a quick review. Let us know you like us, you hate us. Hopefully not. But hey, for every five-star review that we get on iTunes, we'll show you some love with a shout-out right here on the show. El Champion. Well, if you want to email us, check, call us. 765-382-6961. Please keep your message to one minute or less. You can email us at loreseekerscast at gmail.com. Find our podcast, written lore lessons, and articles at loreseekerscast.com. You can also follow us on our social media, Jibs at Jibs IRL, Champ at Champ2504, Sullis at S-U-L-Y-C-E, Sullis. Solis. Solis. Cash at Loreseeker Cash, and that cash is with a K. The show is at Lore. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. I like doing this. The show at Loreseekers Cast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Loreseekers Cast. You did that amazing. In Cash's shoes, well done, brother. Well done. You can also follow our second Lore Seekers podcast show called 2A Turnum with yours truly, where we present the company's storyline in an RP setting where you, the listener, was just introduced to this week's show. We talk community and company management in the new world and gaming abroad. You can also follow us on Twitch here live on twitch.tv forward slash Lore Seekers cast. Oh, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have so many exciting things coming. And, uh, oh, by the way, new, just real quick, Extra Life. It's, we moved it. It's December, uh, was it 4th or 7th? 4th. Okay, 4th. December 4th. It's the 4th. Extra Life. Plan ahead. We're moving it up so everyone can plan a little bit more. Look forward to that. Much love. Have a great week. We love you. Enjoy your gaming. By using the pro promo code, blah, 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 we're gonna do that one more time. On us, just use the use This episode of Lore Seekers is brought to you by Manscaped. You want to get twenty percent off your order? Free shipping on us. Use the promo code Lore Seekers at checkout. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous.